Huh. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. You're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast and something very, very funky. Rory Hargrove Quintet live at New Morning Paris. Strasbourg Saint Denis. So today we're going to delve in and do a little bit of a just solo and just soloist, more like a musician analysis, I yeah. guess we could call it, right? It's, it's solo analysis Wednesday, but we're, we, you know, we always tend to do, because we're so, we're so uh, uh, thinking of the big picture at all times, we always tend to go uh, the full bodied analysis. So that's right. That's right. what we'll do today. So yeah, if, if you don't know this, uh, this song, uh, Get Out From Under The Rock, that's right. Come, get online. Go get to YouTube.com. <laughs> well, you know, and we were talking about, I mean, uh, we wanted to do several tributes to Roy Hargrove, uh, who we, you know, who's un- untimely loss to the global jazz community, really just the music community, the humanity. Um, we, we lost this, this great individual, great trumpeter, great musician, great man um, all too soon. Uh, but we wanted to do several tributes and kind of both of us have been delving into his music. A lot of artists have been. I mean, for me, you know, I've always listened to Roy's music for, for years. He's just one of those artists that I love his music. I yeah, mean, I, yeah. I played with him some and love being around his music, but I just love it as a fan, you know. Me too, man. Yeah. Always going back to it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, but it's funny. It's like you take for granted that it's like he's always going to be making music or touring or something. And it's right. Like, and now that's and he was so prolific recording wise, yeah. playing live, playing a jam session. So it's like now it's such a precious thing. Every note that he played because there won't be a, more of his notes. There's more inspired by him. And, and I think, you know, we're really seeing how he's inspired a whole generation. We always think of the younger players for sure. But he inspired the current generation, Absolutely. you know, and even some older musicians. Absolutely. I mean, you look at what Sonny Rollins has come out and, and, and said about Rory and stuff. Truly a, an, an innovator and, and an inspiration. So we were talking about different recordings and there's so many great things that we could do. Um, but I thought it would be fun to to jump on this, which is his most popular video. It's like three million views or whatever um, uh, of kind of one of his hit songs. And it's a. It's, it was always great to see Roy. He was really in his element when he was playing live. Yeah. So that was a fun thing. But this is uh, from the New Morning Jazz Club, which is a fantastic jazz club uh, in Paris. And I know Roy played there many, many, many times over the years and, and loved Paris. And Paris loved Roy. So we thought this would be a fun one to, to jump in on. Yeah, this is such a great track. Uh, like you said, over three million views on YouTube. Uh, definitely a hit, a jazz hit, if there right. ever was one. And let's be clear. Look, we, we, we're not like... We're not like hit followers here in that we only look if this had 300 views, it would still be great. And, and we delve into a lot of things that don't necessarily have a lot of views. But this is fun when you get the occasional yeah. kind of jazz hit. And it is great music, too. We kind of like to highlight that as it's well. It's the best of both worlds. That's here. right. And, and this particular live performance, the band is just killing it. They are. You know, uh, so, yeah, let's dive in, man. Cool. So, I mean, to me, like I, I'm going to jump all the way back if it's okay, to his intro. Saint-Denis. Because I love... It's a fun place. I mean, I just love, like, Roy's... It's so much a part of his music, like, his humor and and his intelligence and stuff. But there you get a kind of... I mean, this video's great, too, because you get a 
a feel for the club, you know, and, yeah. and you know, the audience and the, look at that, the interaction with the audience there behind. That's Gerald Clayton at the piano. A young Gerald Clayton. Young Gerald Clayton. Yeah. Killing this one too. Yeah. Great intro. And then check out Roy here. I know he's not playing, but like, I mean, he's telling you everything. He's 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 there already in terms of the groove. And when when he comes in, like his interaction with the audience there, yeah, like man. acknowledgement. Justin Robinson. And then, sorry, okay, I don't want to micromanage this analysis. No, 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 this is what we're here for, man. <laughs> but check this out, man. I mean, I'm talking about all this stuff about Roy before he even plays. But check out, now for trumpet players, horn players, anyone that has a mobile instrument, we can't really do this on piano or, or drums or bass, but check out, like, just physically how he gets, how he approaches starting to play the melody now. Check him out. Confidently. Yeah, yeah. Up. And then he's like, you know, in, man, he's doing it right. He's doing it right. Yeah, his body language tells you everything about what's going to happen. And then, you know, the way Justin and Roy phrase this together, man, perfect. Harmony. Montez Coleman's East St. Louis finest right there. I mean, just grooving. Damn right. You know, like about Roy's bands always is they're not all Roy clones. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like Justin has a totally different vibe than right. Roy Hargrove. Um, you know, Gerald has a different vibe. Uh, Tez has his own exactly. like St. Louis -y vibe. I mean, it's yeah. so so happening. You know, no Roy gave a lot of freedom, and like the way they're playing this great great little thing for um, for horn players. Like the rhythm section is grooving, pushing hard. Like they are locked in with the horns, like kind of impenetrable in terms of how they're playing. You know who's on bass on this one on this video? I don't know. I'm ashamed to say I don't know who that is. Yeah, I, can't, I don't recognize. <laughs> and him. I don't recognize him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's happening. But then this tune, like we were just joking about before, it's kind of a vamp, like the whole tune. Yeah. But it, and it's sort of that pentatonic. Uh, is that a pentatonic scale? I think it sort of sounds like mm, little. Yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. Most of it is. Yeah. And then we're, you know, that's going to definitely be in there in the solo. Maybe we should, because that's pretty much the whole. No, no, no. We got to hear the the falls. Oh right, right, right. Oh. Uh-oh. What? Tez looks a little angry with the hi-hat there. I like that, man. A little aggression. <laughs> Microaggression. <laughs> Don't you love the way this solo starts? Oh, I great. love the muted piano thing yeah. on this. What a and this from the record, the original recorded version, he does that as well. And I love how like this is kind of a version of the lot of, of the studio version, but like a live version. You know, everything is kind of extended, but it really honors that original version. I'm trying to think like if you put a gun to Tez's head right at this moment, could you get him to stop grooving? No. I don't think so. <laughs> All right, this is great, but we're, we're doing a Roy Har Hargrove solo analysis, so I got to skip ahead. I feel but horrible doing that. Check out Gerald Clayton's solo on this. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's awesome. It's great. The way he builds it up, the whole thing. We'll, we'll come back and do a Gerald Clayton. Huh? Okay. So, for actually, let me take it back just a little bit. <laughs> so, he really builds up, you know. It's open. Tempo locked in. Check out how Roy comes in. Two three four so he comes in before the chorus starts yeah and normally that's a little bit of a faux pas especially the way that um 
Clayton is soloing, the way that the piano solo builds up, like the what you would expect to happen is kind of let that build and kind of go over and then wait, let the applause and then come in. But it's a really skillful thing that Roy does there by coming in because he plays that little phrase Mm -hmm. kind of real rhythmically in there. Mm -hmm. But somehow magically it still allows the solo to end, the applause to kind of happen. And it's almost like a continuous thing setting up his solo then. A lot of listening going on in these few seconds here because you could could see that Gerald, he doesn't pull it back, but he goes to chords. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't do a big line to end it like you you might. And Montez, who, uh, you know, I know is fond of between solos kind of playing through which yeah. is usually very very hip to tez's credit here he hears what roy's about to do he shuts it down exactly you know what i mean and it, it kind of i mean roy then sets the tone and this is feeling. not playing like if you go check out different live versions yeah, the yeah, way yeah. and we heard him do this a lot there was all different ways they'd come in and out of this so that's an exciting thing especially like if you see the band a band like this several times and then like you don't know how it's going to happen. There's different ways to set up the architecture. Absolutely. But listen, number one, listen, as we always number say, one. Yeah, yeah. like this is a great example of that. And, you know, and be careful, though. Like if you want to emulate this, this is not for the faint of heart to come in like that because you can come in like you're cutting them off if you don't do it. The yeah. way he does is perfect, though. No, this is this is grown person yeah. listening right here. I'll take it back. Grown person. I like that. He almost finishes his phrase like like a little counter melody. And it's his first phrase. Uh. This is so thematic. It's just like pretty trumpets. Uh. Mm. Man, so the confidence with which he played, now this interaction that gets, get, you know, like leaving the space and stuff mm-hmm. can be very tricky because it's so exposed both on the piano side and then the soul, you know, the trumpet side. And I think they just do a great job of this, like back and forth in a very kind of starting out, it's almost symmetrical way. Yeah. Um, but, but they're not afraid to stay right. I mean, you know, harmonically, they're staying right in that kind of pentatonic sound there. Yeah, yeah. And then when they do make alterations, just little things, but rhythmically, it's right in there, very riff based. It, this this is a uh, a couple of people who've played together quite a bit during this time. You can yeah. tell, yeah. you know, they they were able to anticipate. Yeah, and I mean, Roy was the kind of uh, musician that, in terms of comping behind him, like you, you know, really listening and staying on your toes, and you sort of playing your best as as a piano accompanist could really be rewarded because he would play like he was always listening and leaving space when it needed to be played if he came in on top you could keep doing what you're doing and he was going to fit like his ears were so big like he could really make you better as an accompanist that sounds fun can we back it up about five seconds because i want to make a point of this with this phrase he plays before this right here Okay, so uh-huh. that's a hip hop quote right there. That's yeah. don't push us because we're close. Yep, yeah, yeah. And then he brings it down. Bronx style. That's the beat from that from that uh, from that song. And like, you know, that's what we were kind of talking about when we did our tribute episode. To Roy's yeah, his ability. Right before that, he does like a fairly classic like bebop. You know, going to the to the sharp eleven on the on the, yeah. the, the dominant chord, and then he comes in with a dun 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 dun. dun. Yeah. You know, like a, a, a soul hip hop quote right there. Yeah. And just seamless. It, it never feels like he's like it's it's it's, you know, going left and right and juxtaposed in the wrong way. Totally organic. 
That's that. That's what is that? Oh. And so he's doing some stuff. Look, I'm not a trumpet player, but you know he's playing around with some like really like articulated rhythmic stuff here because that fits in the style. But then every once in a while, I mean, fairly often, like he's just hitting on some big fat like you know trumpets you know with trumpet tones mm-hmm. like i think he went down to that e flat or what a concert e flat mm-hmm. and kind of sat on that gave it a little vibrato and kind of pulled the rhythm off of it a little bit yeah you know which is a really fun thing to do because it never has to be one thing you know oh well, there yeah yeah Pentatonic, The phrases, he's starting to tighten up the phrases. Yep. yep. Uh. Okay, big, big shout out to that, Gerald Clayton, what he played there. Some perfect comping on those octaves, E-flat octaves right, right here. Because there's not a lot of space. That was good. That's 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 a player stuff right there. Totally. Because I mean, you know, you're already hearing. Yeah, as 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 you said, he's 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 lengthening out the phrases, less space in between, and so rhythmically, the way things are going, either the drums or the piano or both, like the bass is getting a little kind of busy in there. But he can do that on those lower frequencies. You got to sort of pick your moments to get that same level of interaction that you had at the beginning. You start. Uh, interacting less with, I think, the soloists, even though you still are, th- are hearing that, yeah. and interact. You're interacting with the form. He's marking the top of that form right there, the top of going back to, you know, of yep. a phrase. Exactly, and, and that's an important bit yeah. of this. As and well. look, if he hadn't played that, it still would have been great. But yeah. oh, so cool that you get that in there. Now, another thing I'm starting to notice here. You know, we, we always talk about sort of taking what the tune gives you when you're setting up a solo. It's kind of advanced, you know, improvisation. Um, this tune being basically. Uh, you know, one harmonic area, yep. you know, A flat major, just kind of, you know, moving through this sort of turnaround with that brief little six kind of F, like almost sounds like an F13 flat nine kind of thing. Yep. But basically it's all within that diatonic thing. So what, what Roy I think is doing in setting up the solo is he's using all the other elements except for harmony, you know, rhythm. Um, you know, in terms of how he develops the melody and how he develops the theme of the solo. And then it doesn't mean you can't use harmony. And what happens is like lesser, player, lesser players sometimes will be like, oh, there's no harmonic, there's no changes there. So I can't do anything cool harmonically, so I can only use rhythm and melody. But what it is is you can actually be very dramatic once you shift off. And the few times he shifts off of that diatonic harmony, it's yep. like really connected with the melody. I mean, yeah, the melody and the rhythm, but in a really cool and dramatic way that you don't have to even over, over enunciate because you're, you're, uh, the tune is sitting in that area. So anytime you leave it, it's already going to have the drama built in. That's right. So let's, let's make note if we can remember of some of those places. Okay, so there, three phrases, the same. He played them twice exactly the same. And then, and then he kind of yeah, shifted, put, it. Yeah, shifted it over rhythmically. A lot of confidence in being able to play something when you know you're playing right in the groove. Repeat it, especially yeah. over a tune like this. Totally. Yeah. Played it again. Extended it. Changes. Yep. He always takes advantage of that six chord. Uh. How important is that moment? Yeah. 
So that I I think really comes out of that. That's Louis Armstrong. Yeah. In yeah. a way, you know, like when you rhythmically, when you're playing so pre- precise and like in the groove, and then you just relax and play some very trumpety kind of clarion call on top of everything, where you you're taking this phrase and you're just like laying it all out there. Well, I think masters of any instrument understand the the strengths of their instrument. Yes. You know, and how to use them. I, I get so annoyed when. Uh, like a, a saxophone player won't ever play anything pretty ever. And right, I'm like, right, right. come on, man, I, I can't do that. Why? It's like a cello, you yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, why would you not want to be able to at least have that in your bag to pull out every every so often? And I think Roy totally understands and appreciates that here. And he's like, you know what I can do that no one else can do? This big, fat, you know, C or whatever that was, and just like just float lean into it, yeah, and, you know, yeah. put some put some uh, vibrato at the end of the phrase, and come down very pretty. I mean, I mean, he's even like lifting his trumpet up a little bit there, and totally. No, I mean, it's like such a great phrase. If we played that on piano, it would sound aight, but it's not going to be yeah. the stuff he's playing before. I mean, that, that's like piano stuff, totally. You know? And we can all, I mean, we can casino lick it all day. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, don't make us go to the casino, baby. <laughs> we'll do it. We will do it. That's great. Bebop, which is really, that was Roy's, like, you know. But so, I, I think, you know, he was such a master bebop player, uh, but it would be great for, you know, horn players, pianists, anybody to check out the way he plays these lines because he doesn't, when he goes into the bebop, it's more of like a harmonic and melodic thing. He doesn't change the rhythmic approach to what he's playing before. So, because yeah. that can sound corny if you do that. If, if you're like, like he's right in the groove with the bebop flavor. So it doesn't sound out of place. Yeah, he understands how bebop fits into this particular groove. Yeah. And he, I don't think Tez would let him do that anyway, the way he looks right oh, now. Tez is now popping that snare. Exactly. Drum. So at that moment, because, you know, there's such a a short cycle on the choruses to this, and obviously it's building up, like we already got that from the piano solo, and this is a trumpet solo, so you know it's going to build up, and he's done, Roy's done such a great job of already starting to build out. This was kind of a cool thing. He kind of brought it down just a little bit here. It's like, whoa, whoa, we're not there yet. Yeah, give me a little more time. Yeah, and it it, it gives it a nice nice, uh, flow to the architecture. I know exactly what he's doing here. This is a cue to the drummer. Yeah. Hey, get in there with me. Right. You know? And open it. And I guess Tez heard it. <laughs> yeah, go back. Just list just that, those eight bars there where he starts getting into that one note thing. That's He is Sits. cueing Tez to like get in there rhythmically. He plays a whole chorus on F, I think. Oh, is it after this? It's after this. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's the one. All right, trumpet players, go learn that line right now. Come on, man. Get it together. For our sake. And this one, too. <laughs> you get a lot of trumpet history right there. Uh. Blues. He hints, hints at the next chorus. It's going to come. He just hinted at it with that F. He's like, let's build it here. And he brings it down a little bit, right? But you can see Montez starts yeah. to interact with that note. Yeah. And now it's all out. Uh. 
Kaya. That dude is only kind of into it. I know. <laughs> it's very French. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Oh. And I love this. I, mean, I hate to even stop, but just like, I don't want to talk over any of this. It's so great. But even like at the apex here, a lot of trumpet players would f feel like they have to play constantly, grab a breath, k pon Like he's still leaving yeah. space because of yeah, because of what's happening around him, and like like he's he's totally in the moment. And if you look at him, he's got his eyes closed, and you think he's not. He's so aware of what's happening around him and fitting. Yeah, he's the soloist. Yeah, he's on top, but he's just he's letting it come to him. There's a lot happening, so he's leaving that space. This is a great lesson, I think, for for younger players, for players who are maybe in the more immediate um, level. When you're playing with people, when you're building these things like this, that is a great lesson. Yes. You know, that's one that it took me a little bit to learn, yeah. you know, and, and to pull back. Not pull back, but to you don't have to play everything all the time, no. even when it's big. Yeah, even when Simple you're at phrases. like your Yeah, even when you're at your best and your highest and the crowd's going crazy, it's very easy to be like, Yeah, me, me, me. It's still the group. Yep. And you can still rely on every and not only you should you you, you not only you can, you should. Way more effective. Yeah. Way yeah. more effective. To the back a little bit because I like it. Okay, something cool is going to happen here, but th this is another, this is kind of a Miles thing that it reminds me of in that he's going for stuff that he can play, but it's hard. Yep. You know, he's yep. up at the register, he's played a whole bunch that night, and he's not really missing anything, but he's stretching. So the excitement level, as opposed to just playing exactly, and this can be for any instrument, it's like, go for some shit. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect like he goes for a phrase maybe just cacks a little then does it again yeah. how much more thrilling is that than when he hits it now i'm not talking about the time like he is in there on the time Groove. you know and so that's what what locks it in but it's like have that confidence that's what this music is about that's what the joy is about just like you're excited to talk to someone you know don't hold back and be careful about what you're saying let it all hang out totally. you know i mean it'd be easy to go down and play lower now but you can see he's working. He's working. Oh, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> ha! So. Yeah, I mean, what a cool thing. Like, I think what happened there, they were like, oh, that's all he's got. And he was like, no, I can keep going. Come on. And <laughs> I mean, I love like that tells you everything you need yeah, to know his, about Roy. His reaction to Montez when Montez kind of like let up and then came yeah. back. Yeah, I mean, he was like, no, come on. Yeah. But I mean, like the joy and just the the really reckless abandon which which they're playing. But the the controlled part of it is the skill level. Like if you look at all that he plays, like as he's starting to get to that really challenging trumpet stuff. And look, he's making it look easy to a certain degree. I mean, Roy was a small guy, so it's like you see the trumpet there. But I mean, what he just did from a trumpet standpoint, you get a classical trumpet player and, and you show them that they're like, wow, that was a lot, you know. It's a lot. But he got very like he wasn't doing a whole bunch. Like he got very focused in terms of executing that stuff you know and 
the music meant to keep going more. And I think they were kind of like, oh, he's put so much. Let's break it down. You know it's going to brand. He's like, no, yeah. I want to keep going. I want to keep going. The music wants to keep going. Yeah, I think one of the things that strikes me about this solo and that, that the fact that it's a live performance really, it, it really showcases what's so great about this music. You know, and he really showcased what's so great about this music, the spontaneity, yeah. the energy, you know, the, the, the risk that yeah. you can take, you know. And I mean, this solo had it all. And yeah. He had that all, all the time. And so, man. And I mean, that's that's the essence of this. I almost feel embarrassed that we were talking about chords or pentatonics because that's what this is about. Totally. Yeah. Um, but those things go into building that. But it's like you know, he takes those things and 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 and, and crafts them in in a way that I, I think should be inviting for all of us. Like we can all we can't all be Roy Hargrove. And if you're a trumpet player, this could be very intimidating because in some ways this is like the perfect solo like the perfect way to play and like he checks a lot of boxes on that but you know if you think about it from the listener standpoint from the other musicians standpoint, this is a very inviting a very warm place that they're playing i was just going to say you know another striking thing about this that i think all of us jazz musicians could take note of is how fun this solo was, exactly I mean? Like, I mean that's that's what it's about that's why it has three million views exactly. you know? yeah and a big shout out we're not even going to play it now because we're at the end of the solo but to justin robinson yeah. for having to go up and play it and he plays Woo. a very nice solo after this but to have to come after that that's not easy i mean to come after trumpet is always hard because that's the kind of the peak of the band but um that's the gig that's the gig yeah <laughs> so um yeah man we yeah. love you roy we miss you and uh thank you for this and and you know, I think it's important for us to remember when, 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 we, when we lose someone that's an artist, um, we lose them. Yeah. But the beautiful thing is they've left behind this legacy. So let's celebrate that. I know everybody is. I mean, it's because yeah. everybody, you know, I mean, who wouldn't want to? But it's, it's, a, it's, it's a great gift that, 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 and legacy that he left behind, um, you know, through his recorded legacy, through the musicians that work with him, his compositions, all those things. It's a gift. Seriously, it is a gift. We're very, very lucky to have all this music uh, that, that he made and, and just, you know, very thankful for that. So, yep. yeah. Until next time. You'll hear it.